0: This is a special edition of Serie A sit-down. Frank Crivello along with Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank. How are we doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We've got a, uh, a special interview. And uh, over the past couple of years, we've been fortunate to spotlight a number of clubs that uh, that are in Serie A. We've obviously uh, had guests to cover all of the big clubs. We've had Udinese. We've had Parma. We've had, um, you know, we've gone down the list. But now we're uh, reaching out to a couple of guests here uh to talk about leche um and we want to welcome uh our special guests here will and dom ciao gentlemen ciao,
1: ciao, ciao. Ciao. thank you for having
0: us oh no problem i wish we were speaking on better terms i think richard and i were both <laughs> pulling for your team so that this could be a happier interview uh than what it will be um yeah. you know but uh but but not but nonetheless uh here we are um it's, it's great to have you guys on. Like I said, great to talk about Lecce. And uh, why don't we start with you guys? I'm just going to give you the floor. Talk about how this, this passion for this club started for you guys.
1: Uh, well, really, it was, um, it was by a complete chance, by accident. Um, probably 13 or 14 years ago, my cousin and I were just chilling, playing maybe PlayStation 2 at that point. Um, and we didn't know what team to, to be. Um, he's a Watford fan. And I'm Arsenal um, and we just scrolled through some of the leagues um, and just picked a team that neither of us had heard of um, but we went for a team of a good kit and here we are 15 years later with that same kit on because um, we just <laughs> started following them in real life uh, and at the time they're in Syria um, and then they've stuck around and, and I've dragged other people down with me to uh, to support them as well so we've got a quite a, quite a significant actually fan base here in London which I know the people from Lecce would have had no clue about um, <laughs>
2: they're
1: probably more aware of us now um, but there's, there's there's quite a few of us and there's um, some some leche residents that have settled in London that we're we're, we're good friends with as well um, and just the, yeah we' just we've been accepted as as non Italians non-speaking Italians um, just two East London guys. We've been accepted by by the by the leche family we, we we've it's become part of our part of our everyday life really we've made some some lifelong friends through it so we're very very blessed what, that's awesome whatever, whatever division we're in um we're very lucky where we are right now so
0: that's excellent that's uh, th- th- that's great to hear um i'm sure that uh you know through uh playing whether it's football manager fifa i'm not sure what the video games are that you're playing i'm sure many champions league wins uh <laughs> in those in that dynasty mode in fantasy as lecce and you got a team where you somehow manage to put together guys like cristiano ronaldo and Lionel ne- i don't <laughs> know if
2: that's possible <laughs> oh, there's, but, way, yeah. there's ways around that you know yeah, <laughs> yeah we uh,
1: would we'd appreciate cristiano in our current situation in real life now we yeah. um yeah, we had a disappointing game today where we're both disappointed, but we're doing a, trying to put on a brave face for you guys and, and for the for the fans listening. But um yeah, we're under no illusions that we're in a fight now. Um we've still got a puncher's chance, you know, it's a heavyweight slugfest. We yeah. we can pick up surprise results. So like we have against like we were saying before, some of the bigger teams have found it a struggle for us. Yeah. No one expects us to beat Lazio for sure. Um if we can if we can nick two, three wins out of the next four games, you never know. With some luck from from the rest of the league, if they beat Genoa, you never know. But yeah, this is sad. Uh, it's a sad day, uh, sad day for us. But we still we still have to believe.
0: A real opportunity yeah, today um, for those that uh, we're recording this uh, just shortly after uh, Lecce were beaten by Genoa, two goals to one. Um, uh, a uh, opening goal uh, from Antonio Sanabria in the seventh minute. Um, a Unfortunate penalty miss by Marco Mancosu um, yeah. just before just before halftime, but Mancosu would make amends, scoring in the 60th minute uh, before um, just a, 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 a very unfortunate own goal uh, on Gabriel. Yeah. Um, and 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 if there's anybody that doesn't deserve to have that happen to him, it's it's Gabriel with the season that he's had and the saves that he's made. I mean, that, let's start with him. We'll start from the back and in terms of talking about this current team. Gabriel, if, if we, we didn't have goalkeepers like Handanovic, who's, who's been obviously excellent at Inter, and, and Donnarumma, who's been very good at Milan this season, you know, Szczesny, I think more is expected of him, uh, you know, than what you're getting. But then you also have some other good goalkeepers in this league, Strakosha. I mean, Brescia lately has clearly felt the effects of not having Yordan in goal um, and getting absolutely torched. Um, but I think a big reason why Lecce is in this fight to begin with Uh, For survival, is the goalkeeper Gabriel and some of the saves he's made. Talk about what he's meant to you guys this season.
3: Well, I I think as well, if you look at that Lazio game where we beat Lazio, yep. I mean, we were talking about it when we were watching it, saying, you know, Gabriel kind of kicked the ball out and he, you know, in his distribution can be really poor at times. But then you look at it and you see the flip side of it in that game, he pulled off some amazing saves. Yeah. And and saves that kept us in the game and helped us win. And I'm, I remember I I watched, this is, you know, before lockdown and everything, the Brescia game, and he did an awful mistake in that one. And I kind of remember saying to Will, I was like, I'm not sure about this guy. Like, you know, it's kind of... If we're going to be in a fight, you know, looking like a relegation belt, to have a keeper like that. But then you see the saves that he does put up and especially those sort of, you know, ones where it would, it would have gone in if it'd been, like, a different day, but he just seems to be able to just get it, get down low and get, get, get rid of it. And I just think he's, I do think he's won us games by being in goal. You know? Sure. you talk yeah. about, it, you know, we were saying earlier before this, like we've conceded the most goals in the, the league, but if we didn't have him in goal, it'd be a lot more, sure. Lot you,
2: more. you probably conceded probably the most shots as well, you know? So um, yeah. he's, he's really done an amazing job. I know that. I know Frank and I are very familiar with him. You know, he, he'd been a former Milan player, um dom i know that you, you there's some link with milan there with you um yeah. first tell us about that and how and then secondly how familiar were you guys with gabriel prior to the season so like i, I came
3: to lecce through will so we worked together um we were working in a school at the time and you know will was actually i think you, they were in Serie b at the time yeah and right. you were kind of talking about you know i think it's going through the playoffs and how you were going and you explained it to me and i was always someone that I loved Italian football from a child. I just always, I loved, you know, the greats, you know, you talk about Maldini just to start off with and, you know, Nesta and all of these As a defender, you just kind of, I remember once I played football and someone said, oh, you played like Maldini today. It was like the best compliment I've ever had. (laughs) So I work and I meet Will and, you know, it's kind of like, wow. So I kind of slowly became interested in Lecce. But at the time, one of my closest friends is Italian. He was living in my house and he's a Milan fan. So I just started following Milan. And also, we were friends with this Italian family around the corner from me, and they were Juve fans. And I just oh. hated it. <laughs> I just, I just, I just started supporting Milan. So, um, And then it kind of continued from, from there. And funny enough, you say about um, Gabriel, my friend, when we signed him, my friend um, who's a Milan fan, I messaged him about it. And he actually said to me, he said, he's a great keeper. He's a good shot stopper, but he's a bit crazy sometimes. He does a few erratic things and comes running out or something. Mm-hmm. So yep. Kind of, but we're not It kind of we thought to ourselves like, you know what? At least if he if he's a good shot stopper, that's the important stuff. And I think he can do erratic things. I think we've seen that this season. There has been odd times here and there. Yeah. But I, I think like I was saying before, like, you know, he's shot stopping, and you know, he's and even sometimes when we have played, I mean, what was it? The Napoli game. Where we beat them three,
1: three, two, yeah.
3: One of the guys—it started from him. Yeah. Every player had a touch of the ball, didn't they? Yeah. So it's like PlayStation. Yeah. So you think he—he oh. he is a good keeper on the ball, and you know, you kind of, you look at now and everyone's playing out from the back, and it's cost us this season for sure. True. That kind of t- tactic, but we've kept with it, and it sometimes has paid off. And I, I think to have a keeper that can distribute well, I think is very important. Um,
1: I think it's hard to look good as a as a goalkeeper in a team that's in you know, a relegation fight and that concedes, like you said, silly chances, yeah. the defence doesn't help him whatsoever. Um, so it's, it's almost like um, we had a similar situation in England when Jordan Pickford was at Sunderland. Yeah. Um, and they were just getting hammered every weekend. Um, but Jordan Pickford earned himself a £30 million transfer out of it because he was, he was looking good in a team that was, that was getting spanked. So maybe Gabriel could earn himself a, a spot at a bigger team or if we go down whether he stays or not i don't know but yeah we we owe him a lot um but yeah we've definitely kept him busy or his defense has
2: kept him busy frank and i was always talked about how we always watch these teams that do get a lot of shots against them because you do get to see the real goalkeepers Uh, gabriel we saw skorupski in the past uh who do we see last year i mean there's a lot of guys we've seen you know get a lot of shots against them and then you can see that they made some quality saves they just you know they're facing 20 shots a game so it's hard Sepe, Sepe, yeah Sepe is another one so uh, we've seen this a lot. We've we noticed this with Gabriel. He's been like one of the best players on that team, and you know, a lot of results, positive results, were because of him for sure. Frank. Yeah. Yep. So.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, you know, and moving a little further up the pitch, when you look at uh, this setup under uh, Liberani, uh, a couple of players that for me uh, have been obviously been very vital to you guys, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of your survival chances, Marco Mancos, who's the captain. Um, and then I think also another guy that I uh, that I have a lot of interest in and that I rate is as is, uh, is Falco, um, yeah. you know, talk about what they've meant this season and talk about, you know, I, I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to suggest that this is going to happen. There's still a few games left and anything can happen. But if the inevitable comes, these are guys that may not have a hard time finding work in Serie A if Lecce doesn't stay up. So, you know, talk about how important they've been this season and then, you know, the challenge that you might face in keeping them.
1: Well, I mean, Marco Mancosu and Falco came up with us. uh, We're both instrumental last year. Um, Falco, annoyingly, is. Been able, unable to get a run of games consistently this season, and we've we've looked a lot better with him in the team. But if you're sure. only getting forty percent out of him, um, or you're getting maybe six in ten games from him, you need you need your best players at all times. Mancosu as well. He's I don't know uh, penalties. Yeah, well up until the last couple, yeah. <laughs> he's pen, he's ice cold from the spot. Sometimes I don't think he he influences the game uh, moving through the midfield. Sometimes I think you see Lecce in, in, in if you watch him in highlight form, you think, "Oh man, Kozu's on fire." Um, but he's yeah, he's he's Mister Lecce. He came up with us. It was our captain. Um, I think I think he'd be one that would potentially stay if we if uh, if and when we went down. Falco, no though. I I, I don't think.
3: Yeah, I mean. Also, we've got a very uh, soft spot
1: for Falco because we—he
3: came over to London, so the. Um, the, I, saw the London I saw that picture. I
2: saw the picture. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, um, but I, I remember we even speaking about it, we kind of, you know, before this lockdown and everything like that, when the Euros was going to happen, we were kind of saying that you no know, Falco, there could be a chance if he did get a run of games that he could have a little, you know, last little spot on that plane for Italy because I think his kind of creativity and, and I think um him and the yeah, when you sure. are, you know, distributing and getting those balls played across that box and everywhere. And you yeah. know, I think they can that link up play that they have worked really well. But again, like, I think Alco just he hasn't had that consistency of run of games, you know, he came off injured the other week and then he's kind of on the bench today. And it's just kind of I think if he had a real run and just kept himself fit then but I do I mm-hmm. I, I think we'd struggle to hang on to him if we went down.
1: Yeah, I think there will be a big. I think the whole squad would be changed a lot because we've got a lot of guys on loan at the moment. Um, if we went down, I think some of our better players would be carry picks, like you said. All the loan players would go back, and we'd have to have a big turnover of, of playing staff. So, Falcao I think would be one that would pro- probably get attention from 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 anybody in the league now would take Falco, I believe. And, and the teams, if, if we do go down, that come up, would look at Falco and, and perhaps try and tempt him away. Um, but he'd be one. Hopefully we could raise some funds if we did sell him. Um, and I know that when we were, when he came to London that time, um, one of the guys said that one of the things that Lecce as a club really enjoys is seeing one of the local talents who's come through the system, who are from Lecce, get a big move um to have a fan favorite to go to go on to a bigger team that that's seen as like a positive whereas mm-hmm. in England we're just no we have to keep our players yeah. and if you leave you are a traitor.
2: Yeah. In Leche
1: it's seen as oh one of our own has gone to you know Milan or, or Lazio or Rome or whatever and, and that would be seen as a positive. So there's one of the contrasts we've seen for sure. And if Falco ends up going for 10, 15 million, it's money in the bank for us and then he yeah. if he goes and has a good career elsewhere. He'd always have a soft spot. We saw it when Muriel, uh Luis Muriel scored at, at Leche and made it seven-two. We we were get we were getting hammered in that game. Muriel scored, and the, the Villa del Mare stood up and clapped for him because he uh, because he spent a couple of seasons at us. So uh, we don't forget our we don't forget our own. Um, but I, yeah, I think Falco would be one that would be. Yeah, he'd be on the. He'd be. Yeah, I think he would stay in the league for
2: sure. And hey, don't worry about the hammering because everyone gets hammered by Atalanta. We lost. Yeah. Five yeah. Them, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we took it on the chin from them too. We'll probably we we're probably it we, on the chin from. We them had the audacity
1: too. to be. We, we were two nil down yet again early on. We, we seem to always give a team a head start. Yeah. And against Atalanta, we were two nil down. We had the audacity to get it back to two two at half time, and we were thinking, wow, this could be one of the yeah, yeah. standout <laughs> results. And
0: then we lost the second half five nil. So uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it about? You know, and Rich, I'll let you go next. But I, you know, just let, let, let's come back to that. I mean, and we talked about it. You conceded seventy six goals, conceding the most shot, you know, the most shots in the league. And you, you know, where are the issues? Is it is it these tactics? Is it? Are the are the, the center backs and the defenders are they just not city at quality? Is it a combination of those things? Just what would you pinpoint as a supporter? Because you watch them week in and week out. You know we're we're watching we're watching the goals happen and we're watching the chances happen. We got a we get a little bit of an idea, but what's what? Where where are the issues that you see um, with uh, with some of the frailties that they've had this season?
3: I think I think. I think. You know, it's interesting
0: about the kind of Liverani
3: tactics. You know, like we seem like he wants to play the ball out and he wants to play that kind of attractive football that's on the floor and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think the personnel that he has at the back, especially, just don't seem comfortable with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like Luciano. You know, his experience. You know, and things like that. But he looks like a player to me that is a Serie R B player. Yeah. He, he yep. doesn't seem like he suits for Serie A. And he, you're looking at him to kind of be the organizer back there. He's, you know. Sorting things right, out, he right. really, really out, out of his depth sometimes. Looks yeah. uncomfortable he, he really does, and especially when he's been asked to play with that ball. Oh, when I, you know, I kind of look to those, and especially games where we're playing against teams that, are, you know, that, you know, I remember playing against Atalanta away, and just literally passed the ball to them. It was like, come on, you know. We, we, and it's like today, the first goal we we conceded, it's it's the you know, it's kind of a blind pass played out, and then you know. One two here with Jano, and then all of a sudden the ball's in the back of the net, and you just kind of think. I think it's a combination of things, but I, I think what I do like is that Liberani's kept to his tactics, um, you know, and he's changed it up sometimes. Like when we played Inter at home, you know, went to free at the back, and it, and then he's you know played it around a bit, but he still keeps to that. And I think, I think what I like about Lecce is that, you know, the players still believe in him, and they kind of sometimes it looks like. You know, like the Fiorentina game, it was kind of the players let him down that day. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't kind of, you know, he'd got the tactics wrong, he'd set up wrong. It's just the players. And I I think that's been the case sometimes this season. just Especially, like we were saying before, you were saying we didn't address
1: in January the defence that well, did we? I think, yeah, just I think that's the most frustrating thing. Although, obviously, we're punching above our weight to be where we are. We've done two consecutive promotions and we've still got the resemblance of a serious C squad. Okay. Um so mm. to to be punching above our weight, and to have uh, to have four games left, and for still to be in with a shout, we'd have taken at the start of the season. But w- what we were saying before in, the, in January, at the halfway stage, we we had outscored the whole of the bottom half of the table, but we would conceded the most out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we bought um, we bought attacking players in January. Bought, you know, Barack and, uh, and Saponara, for example, and right. uh, we didn't address the defence. And we and then we we got Paz from uh, I think Bologna, and but I mean he's not going to shore up a defence that's conceding, like I said, 20, 30 shots a game. Yeah, um, I think Donati's a very very good right back, um, but he was a free transfer that we got towards the middle of the season, so he wasn't up to game speed. Um yeah it's been a, it, it's not easy being a Lecce family. I think we've kept three clean sheets all season. Gabriel does his best but we we've, we've just got some some players that are being asked to do things I don't think they're capable of doing.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I think that's one of the things that people admire so much about Lecce, especially neutral fans is that most teams when they when they get promoted to Serie A they 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 get in this defensive shell and they just try to lot you know play 11 behind the ball and try to get make squeak it through Serie A. You know, Let's just like, nah. We're just gonna play our game. We're gonna play our game, play attacking, attractive football, and see what we'll see what happens. And I think that's what attracts a lot of the neutral fans because they're like, obviously the kids and, and the home crowd it helps it too. But watching a team that actually looks like they're trying out there, and instead of trying to you know play Mourinho style uh, football, um, it, it's, it's it's appealing to watch. I know that, and um, uh, you know, kind of going back to this, you know, to the to the Falco. Why is it? Because every game that we've watched, we cover Lecce quite a lot, and every time Lecce does well, it's, it seems to be you know Falco is the one you know pr- pressing the ball around, spreading the ball around, yeah. and so you're saying he's only getting the ball or getting in the game like forty percent of the time. Why? Why is it? Is this Leverani's not liking him, or what's the what's the reason there?
1: No, I I think Falco. I mean, he's just had lots of little niggly injuries. He's had he, he was out for a, a couple of a couple of weeks at the start of the season before the Christmas. Um, where we were just getting a few run of games, I remember we beat Spau away, and and we got a couple of other good results at home, picking up points. And Falco was instrumental in that. He got an injury, he came back, picked up another one. Where he's he plays a half here and there. If he was fit, Liverani play playing 100%. He's okay. Like you said, he's one of the standout players. Um, it's not because he's not isn't he's, he's not being favoured. Yeah. No, he, he he. If we had 11 Falcos, we'd we'd be up maybe up around near Atalanta. <laughs> it's, it's, it's outstanding. Right. Uh I, think, some I of, think I also think a lot of the problems, sorry to, to interrupt yeah, please. It, uh, the, the the attack is is toothless at times. Um I know he, he does get a goal now and then, but I think Babacar was make or break, we were either gonna sink or swim with him. Um he's got a couple of goals, but he doesn't provide the the attacking threat that we that we need. He's a big He's a big man, but he seems to be on on the ground way too much for a, a big, strong centre forward. Yeah. Um, and he just he doesn't provide the same. Well, sorry, he came on, he started the game today, came off injured. Lapadula comes on after missing the last few weeks and instantly looks a huge, huge improvement.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Lapadula's a smaller guy and he's wearing more headers than Babacar, and he's taken Babacar to that Lazio game a couple of weeks ago. That's his first goal he scored from. Inside the box and a header, and obviously mm. we said it all season. You know, you have got players like Balco. If he's crossing a ball into you, I mean, that's a striker's dream. Absolutely, but because you know he's crossing balls in or he's on the edge of the box, and it's just oh, you know, like we took a we took a chance on him, and then we, you know, but sometimes I feel like you know maybe we should have quit uh, Lamantia and kind of gone with him, and maybe that because he was our top scorer last season in Serie A B. but we obviously thought you know, Babacar's maybe a big kind of name for a team like us. And
2: we've yeah.
1: put our
3: put a chance on him. And I just don't think it's worked. Whereas, Lapadula, we've missed him greatly
1: yeah. these last few well, weeks. We, 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 we've got some freak results this year. And when we, we went to Napoli and won 3-2, um, we we're actually a lot more comfortable than the scoreline suggests. But, of course, our defence helped them score a couple. Um, but Lapadula got two that day. Um, and I just think back to games like that and, if that, if that had been Babacar, I just, don't, I just don't think we would have put those chances away. He just, mm-hmm. uh, he gives you a, like we said before, he gives you a, a knockout punch, an option for right. yeah. Um If he can stay fit for the last four games and he can score maybe three or four goals, if they could be winners, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I, 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 with, with Sapunara and, and, and Barak, Mancoso and Falco, if they haven't got somebody further forward to hold the ball up or to be a target man, or to be a focal point for them to run off. They 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 can be dealt with by the opposition. I think that's what we've we've been found out a little bit
0: this year. Yeah, I mean, Babacar really disappointed me in the Fiorentina game. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I thought, hey, a, a former team he's playing against something, yeah. you know, you usually see that kind of narrative, and you'd think, okay, hey, he'll be he'll be inspired to play and that sort of thing. And it's just like in, you know, you get next to nothing out of him. Where where Lapadula is, just play pretty, he's played for every every everybody. I mean. We as Milan fans, we yeah, he's, he's adored. Yeah. He's adored by the Milan fan base yeah. because, you know, is he Ibrahimović or is he Rebic or, or, or any of these guys or Piantic or uh, – no, but, you know, fans love guys who are going to get dirty and play for the shirt. Yep. Uh, you know, and wherever Lapadula's gone, he's played for the shirt do these tactics and just, so it just goes without saying these tactics make more sense having a guy like Lapudula who has some hold up ability to him like you guys are saying but also he he can move around a little bit yeah um he can stretch things it's almost like it feels like that modern tactics are going that direction That you need a nine that can move yeah um where the the big targets like a babakar uh a milik a, a You know, guys like that are maybe a little bit too predictable. There's merit to some other guys like an Ibrahimovic who, you know, I think the mere presence gives freedom to everybody around him to play. You know, where you've got Babacar who stays in one spot, doesn't move a whole lot, okay – that makes it very difficult for everybody else around him. You know, where you got Lapadula doing what he's doing, it's a lot freer for the guys behind him, for, for Saponado to get creative. For F- Farias had a really nice game today. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, th- for those guys to be able to do some things and, and, and generate some stuff, and it makes it a little bit more unpredictable to deal with.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I, I think Babacar is too easy to mark at times. So I was saying to yep. Tom during the game, a lot of the time I see Babacar and he's sitting on the floor or he's whining or he's feeling sorry for himself. Yep. I think you're a big, strong... You're a big boy. You're, you you shouldn't be always playing the baby. You'd like, stop. Just get up. Be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone throws you on the ground, throw that sen- Throw that centre-back on the ground the next time. He's always complaining and whinging. Lapadula, yeah. like we was saying say I think you said he's got like that South American grit, that spirit where he'll fight people bigger than him and he'll hustle. But yeah. Babacar always seems like he's... Um, he just seems a bit of a crybaby, and that's not really worked for us. And I think like today was a good example
3: of like both strikers. Because like when Babacar was on, um, you know the Genoa defense were just they're allowing him the ball because mm. he wasn't holding it up well, he had a board much, you know. And so it was kind of it was very comfortable for the Genoa defenders. But as soon as he went off, Lapadula now his, his movement just had the defenders moving all over the place. And as soon as he yeah. was coming, Saponara could play in behind the defence and it just it just changed everything for us and I think, you know, that's that's the sad thing about Babacar, like you're saying, I think, you know, you kind of think of him as a target man and I think he'd be better in a sense of maybe when you're just, you're chucking everything forward to try and get an equaliser or, you know, something late for the last 10 minutes to change things up but having to start him on so many occasions and he just hasn't performed and, you know, that's your
1: guy who's leading your attack. Yeah. To watch well, to he's see. been out. I think he's got. He's either level on goals, or he's been outscored by Lucioni Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's a, like you said, a, a Vinnie Jones look-alike, who's probably a Serie B standard.
2: Says anybody. the Tom Hardy look-alike, right? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we <laughs> Didn't we well, say that? Uh, we said you, that you, about. That
3: uh, uh, me up. <laughs> yeah. We did
0: say that. We did say it Frank. We did say that about Lucioni a couple of weeks ago. I said the man looks like Vinnie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so
2: funny. Went off the went off the rails with that, um, but no. But going yeah, yeah. going go with the point with the the forward, the big forwards that move around, kind of like a Lapadula, we've seen with Cornelius, uh, we've seen with yeah. Kevin Lasagna, guys like that who can uh, not only you know hold up the ball, but like be mobile enough and get on the outside to let the the, uh, the attacking midfielders get in there. Um, you know, speaking of Lasagna, you know, looking at the stretch you guys have coming up, you have Brescia, you have Bologna, and Udinese to end the season, yeah. Oh uh, and Parma as well because it's a oh, makeup yeah. game. What are what are your reasonable expectations with those games, or what are you looking for? I mean, it, you know, obviously you want to stay up, but I mean, what, what what are you looking for outside of that? Um, you know, obviously maybe Lapadula starting more, or what are you looking for these next four games or whatever it is remaining?
1: Well, well, we were saying we need three, we need three wins, really. Um, right. The four points are looking the four points are looking big now. Four points behind yeah. Genoa, hmm. they play. I think they've got the harder run of games. They play. Sampdoria, I think next. Sampdoria are going to want to win that. They're safe, I think. Yeah.
2: Yes, uh, yes, they're going to
1: want to win that for bragging rights, anyway. Uh, they've got Inter to still come, and Inter, I don't think have been as bad as people think they have since the restart. Um, yeah. And I think they've also got Verona.
2: And Sassuolo, yeah. Both. And yeah.
1: Sassuolo, yeah. And you, you could see them not winning any of those. And if we suddenly could get, nicker, nicker result, we well, we have to beat Brescia? If we don't yeah. beat Brescia. It. We're in Serie B and we'll, we'll just listen to you. Won't be part of your Serie R sit down anymore because <laughs> if we don't beat Russia. We're we're goners. Um, but if we can get a win there, uh, Sampdoria do us a favour. It's back to one point, and then it's a shootout for the last three games. I just want to see us be competitive. To be honest, Richard, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a great question, and and we've like we said, we've the amount of games we've started, and we're one nil down after five minutes because. One of our defenders has passed an attacker a ball. We saw it uh, in the Fiorentina game, riskfully, from from a throw-on inside our just inside our own half, yeah. inexplicably passed it to an attacker, bang, 1-0 down. And then mm. for a team like Lecce, you can't afford to give teams like this a step up. Or, yeah, we're, already, sure. we're already at a massive disadvantage. So I just want to see us be a little bit more defensively uh, switched on because, like we said, Gabriel's the most tested keeper in the league. Um, and we we always seem to concede the same goal. If we, if you get beat by a team because they've scored an amazing goal, if Atalanta scores seven goals, but all seven are brilliant goals or individual goals, you hold yeah. your hands up. Yeah. when you're giving yeah. teams a head start, yeah, that's what's so frustrating. But I just want us to be. I just think we need to be competitive in these last few games. Yeah, and we've always said from the this season,
3: you know, as long as we're we're in it to the end, you know, like. We'd rather be in this position, obviously, than Spowell or Brescia. And, you know, if yeah. you look at Brescia, they won Serie A last season, where they are. And, you know, and I think I think if we're just still in that fight, and if we go into that Palmer game with even just a, a sniff of a chance of staying up, it's better than, you know, just kind of giving up and just saying, all right, that's it. We've lost today, which I think was a six pointer. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, when Genoa scored that second goal, I mean, it's the flukiest goal ever, but those, every single player, Celebrated that goal. The whole bench came on the
2: pitch. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, big time.
3: So, Wednesday, like Will said, I, I kind of think if we lose that, we have, you know, if we don't beat Brescia, I think we're looking that you know, next season with Serie B because that has to be yeah. a win. And like you said, like Sampdoria do us a favor and then maybe they lose to Inter, you know, and we get pick up Sanka Bologna, all of a sudden it's kind of in our hands maybe
1: but i'd rather have our, i'd rather have yeah. our, our fixtures than theirs um yeah. the four points the four points do look big though it yeah. is it, it, a sad, it's a sad gap at the moment
0: for sure i mean well, the four remaining games that you have you've got four teams that i mean we'll see how brescia comes out but they've been defensively that you can get at them yeah. you know if you win that you've got you've got three teams that are you know doing as we say they've already hit the beach, all three of them, Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if yeah. you watch how they play. So you you might – you guys have something to play for and they don't, and that counts for something when you get to this stage of the season. So, um, you know, so in, – and, in, in, you know, to that point, Genoa's got a much trickier run in. Um, you know, all of those teams are, uh, you know, in good form. And Hellas Verona, I thought – I thought Atalanta was going to walk right through Hellas Verona uh, yeah. yesterday, and, and, and Hellas Verona gave them a game. Yeah. So, they, you yeah, know, they came
1: the, They came up for the playoffs. It was uh, yep. yeah. been the, one of the standout. Obviously, yeah. they're not the most attractive team to watch, but they've been one of the standout teams this year in terms of sure.
2: stingy defense. Stingy defense.
1: Yeah, they're, but they're terrible to watch. I yeah. think. Sure. I think yeah. They'll get a goal and they'll frustrate you and, and get set. Piece. Yep. Um, for the purest, I'd rather be playing good football, but I'd rather be in Syria. Uh, but, yep. but yeah, Gronk <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. They've they they've really gone on the right on been unappreciated, I think.
0: Sure, sure, no doubt about it. Um let's uh, get to well obviously you know with with COVID there are no spectators, but you know one of the things that I'm uh, one of the things that I'm always astonished by and Richard is as well is the fan base at the Via del Mare. Um, and Lecce averages have their, their average home attendance this season was eighth, uh, out of the 20 teams prior, you know, prior to, uh, going to no fans, 23,458. And it's consistent. It's not like they just completely overpacked the stadium for Juve or for Milan or any of that. Their lowest attended game was just over 21,000. Their highest attended game is twenty six five twenty six thousand five ninety one So you have a consistent, loyal fan base and following you know, it's a, it's one of those that it's, you know, I, I'm trying to get my head around how that's so. I mean, not not because, you know, you know, they're a study team. Is it is it the region, you know? And don't and, and don't take my question the wrong way. You know, is there nothing else to do? Um, because I mean, I live in Wisconsin, um, which the whole state's a suburb of Chicago. Uh, <laughs> And two hours north of us is a town called Green Bay where the Green Bay Packers play. And I can promise you that is the only thing to do up there Um, (laughs) or just about. So that team is in their worst years. That stadium is sold out. Um, So I'm I'm curious. It it, it has me curious to, you know, how this has come about and how Lecce has such a a strong fan base and such a strong attendance at their home games.
2: And you both have been there, right? Or, Or just you will. Both, no, we, but yeah, Don came as well. Right, so you, you might, you guys, have first-hand experience of why, why the fans go there.
1: Well, I mean, we've it was like you said, it's been a, a nearly a decade and a half in the making for myself, having seen the stadium on Football Manager and FIFA and all these other things. And then get when we stepped off the bus and saw it in real life, it was it was amazing, uh, to see. But like you said, the, the fans are just fanatical. Um, there's there's a there's not a lot to do in Lecce. It's a small, <laughs> it's a small city. Uh, it's, a one, it's a one club city, though, and that, that obviously counts for a lot because yeah. if you like football um, and you're from from Lecce or the surrounding region, you, uh, you're certainly not going to go yeah. to Bari or any of these other horrendous clubs like this and. Yeah, the stadium is is capped as well. It, it holds over thirty thousand, it, and it's capped. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, if, if if they were to to sell at capacity, I have no doubt it would be full every single home game. And like you said, we when we went to the Spur game, it was an important game, but it wasn't against a glamorous team, and it was it was really really busy, and it was just a cauldron of noise and excitement. Um, Good. It, it yeah. I mean, Salento as a place. Is beautiful. Is mm. it? If you want to go, to, if you want to go to a, a nice little untouched area of of Italy, Salento is, is overlooked. It's it's, it's an, an amazing place. Um, so you could be by the beach, um, but there's not a lot else to
3: do. And I think I think as well though, like with um,
1: with lecture, I think um,
3: as a people, they are so welcoming, oh, and yeah. warm. Yeah, sure. I mean, You know, we, we went to the the uh, Milan game at the San Siro, and Will was up. Uh, in the away end I was actually in the Milan end um unfortunately Milan weren't singing that day on protest so I was a bit disappointed <laughs> coming all this way and not having them sing but I mean you met someone in front of you and then this person you know he went to the Lecce game you know he could barely speak English but him and his uh partner and you know all these other friends took me and we were out for dinner after the Lecce game yeah. we didn't pay for anything you know they right. took us around the town and I oh, think that's kind of built into the club as well as a whole. It's a very kind of family orientated, you know, it's kind of you know, it's about a welcoming club. And I mean, even after the game, we um we someone got us in to meet the players. Yeah, you know? we were so, very
1: lucky. We've been treated so well. I yeah. mean, I, I, I think there's a there's an expectation of um from English, perhaps fans thinking about the continent, the, the football, the football that's played there and you do get the, you do see the bad side of Italian football at times, with, you know, uh, unsavoury fans' uh, actions and chants and things yeah. like that. But you don't, you don't obviously see the the side that we've seen from a small southern team like Lecce. And we thought, part of us was thinking, oh, we're, are we going to be accepted? We don't speak Italian. We stick out like a sore thumb. We we clearly don't look Italian, covered in tattoos, um, you know. <laughs> thought we'd we we thought oh maybe they won't accept us maybe they'll think what are these tourists doing here kind of thing but we was i was in the away end for the milan game the 2-2 um which i'm sure you guys remember it was a great point for us but not so not so fine memories from you but yeah i met people in the away end in the san siro that they didn't speak english i didn't speak italian but somehow we stayed in contact enough via whatsapp and Google Translate that when we went to Leicester and watched them play at home they took us out and we spent hours and hours drinking and eating with them mm-hmm. barely being able to converse a word to each other but they just they treated us as if uh, as if we, we were, uh, as if we were old friends it exactly. was incredible yeah. <laughs> and I think that's ingrained within the club and and like Dom said we, we've had we've had some tough times as well obviously we, we went down to Serie C through uh, mismanagement and things like that um, so we've had some tough times so I think we're a we're a close knit fan base and a club that looks after their own. Mm. Um, hence why if Falco and, and these home ground players do move on, they go with our best wishes. So, sure, um, we, look, look, whatever happens, we we will have a club because I think we're we have a we have a a, a productive chairman, um, a progressive chairman. We don't we don't have any debts. Um, which That's is true. why it's annoyingly, annoyingly we, we would like to have probably over spent in January and bought into <laughs> players but if it didn't work out and we'd, we'd forked out 10 million euros on players yeah. then you're taking that to Serie B and um, we, we know that we'll have a club and we know that we'll always sell out so as long as the club is there Lecce will always be well followed and, and it's not just the home games like we said when we went to Milan it was over 3,000 away yeah. fans out yeah. singing the San Siro of course they were on they're on, they're on mute that day, but we still out sang them
0: nonetheless, and we'll take that as a win. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've been really lucky. Good, good, and and um, and, and and just a quick follow up to that. And we talked about this before we started recording, gentlemen. I mean, the Via del Mare. You guys, at you, you took points from Juventus there. You took points from Inter there. You took points from Sassuolo there. We talked about this before we started recording. Um, you know, since the return with no fans um, it's very very easy to say that you guys are probably one of three teams. I, I, I think that's one of three places for sure one of the you know one of the top three places maybe the place that is suffering the most from not having that fan atmosphere there
3: yeah yeah no for sure and I, I think I think you look at that game that Sampdoria game that we lost the two one and that was at the time it was a very important game they were you know they were close to that bottom three and I do think that if you had the fans there and you had that kind of atmosphere, it would have been a, it might have been a different game. And I, and I think the players enjoy playing at home. You know, the, the kind of the the um the ultras end. You know, it's kind of it's constant throughout yeah. the game. It's just constant. It's and nice, yeah. and mm. it's, I, I think another thing that I've kind of found as well. I mean, will you know you follow it more on Instagram and places like this, but they can be so positive, Lecce fans. Like, you know, we both, you know, here support Arsenal as you know as our kind of English team, and you you can be so negative, you know, you're so critical of players. You know, they have one bad game and you say get rid of them and get them out. And I found that you know Lecce just have such a positive mindset with the players, and I think the players feel that and they feel that they're wanted there. And and I, I and I do think the the kind of empty stadium, especially for you know important games that we've had of these last couple of weeks is affecting the players and I think even away because of that big uh, way it like people yeah. it come, come on. it's you know it's kind of it's it helps you know I mean like I said when I went we went to the San Siro and I saw those electric fans down the other end you know it's kind of when that when that um, equalizer went in to make it 2-2 like the sound that came from there was just you know yeah. it was deafening and you just think you kind of you see, like a game today, you know, you kind of maybe that would have had an effect as well. Like if we had, but I, I, I think, I think, um, you know, if if we had the fans there, then maybe one or two results that we've had at home this time maybe would have been different. But Sure. We'll see. We'll see.
2: Sure. That's uh, you know, the one thing we all four have in common is we all been to San Siro. So hey, there's, <laughs> there's that, <I> guess, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And this is brilliant, guys. Um, uh, what one, one last? I mean, I guess one last thing you want to say to the to people listening about you know about you guys you know, not only being Londoners and supporting Lecce, but just being Lecce fans in general. Anything?
1: I just think I just think we've had a, an amazing experience this year. If it, if, it, if it only stays in Syria for one year, that we've had some great memories. Um, the people that we've met have been people that we will stay in contact with lifelong friends, um, and we've had some fun along the way. We've, we've been fun to play against at times for, for the opposition strikers, um, but we've had some good results. We've had some good memories. We've won away in Fiorentina, we've won away in Naples, um, we've got good results against other big teams, like you've said, Milan, Inter, Uve, to mention a couple, and um, whatever happens, we'll always, we'll always have a Lecce fan base here in London. Whether that many people in Lettier are aware of how how much they loved here, I don't actually know. I, could, I couldn't tell them anyway. <laughs> even if they could hear me. But um, yeah, we, we we're very lucky. We're very blessed, obviously, to be on your show as well. Um, we've been in contact throughout the season, um, and yeah, we've had a we've had a blast. So whatever happens, we, we've we've given a good account of ourselves. The Instagram started off as a bit of a a bit of a, a mess around, really. I was I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we 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 treated it as a, just a making silly posts. uh yeah. we don't use Photoshop yeah. or anything. We just create the things on our phones, and uh, just made the right made the right post at the right time. And all of a sudden, you're at five thousand followers, and we're like, oh no, we actually have we feel like we have responsibility now, and <laughs> <up." laughs>
2: it's
1: a bit of a joke around. But um, we'll we'll stay we'll stay with the team no matter what, no matter where we end up and we we'll always carry on listening to you guys, even if we're not in the league, don't worry.
0: <laughs> we appreciate that. We do appreciate um, it. Favorite player um uh, that you've watched wearing those colors.
1: Oh see, I'd go back to the, the days when I was a teenager. Um five I, years I, ago.
0: I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot longer um, for me. It's a lot longer for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my
1: favourite player in this in this colour, I'd have to say Chev Anton. Um, okay. Yeah. Vucinic and Bodjina, these people pushing close. Giacomazzi maybe, mm. um, but I say Chev because when I first started following the club it was when he was the main man and he was getting goals and he then went on to places like I think went to Monaco and Sevilla. Um So yeah, I say Chev He's my one. Yep.
0: Yeah. Former Uruguayan player. So. Oh,
1: Quadrado. Yeah. Quadrado. Sorry, yeah. I don't, he just left my mind.
3: <laughs> I, I, okay. I just love that guy. And I, I mean, I look at him now and I just think, of, you know, what a player he is. And just to see when he was at Lecce as well, um, he's definitely my favourite player. And I've always, it's a shame he didn't work out at Chelsea here in England, but you, know, you look at him at Juve and even at the World Cups he's played at for Columbia. I just think it's great to see that he was uh, once in these famous colours, you know. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember seeing pictures of him there, and I'm like, oh man, I, I did not know he played. I don't know he played ledger, so that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, he's we've uh. The,
1: we've had a few players down the down the years that have gone on and stayed in in, in the league, like we said, Luis Muriel, example. Yeah. Um, Vucinic went on to do good things. Bojinov spent a little bit of time at yeah. Man City. Uh, which, uh, so yeah, we've we've had we've had some we've had some good players down the years. Antonio Conte as well. Which, He's not held no. in that high regard in Lecce uh, anymore. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, having been the Bari manager as well, he, that's the ultimate sin. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he, we, We've we've erased that from our memory, so he doesn't ever get good reception in Lecce. That's
0: for sure. Yeah, I've got bad memories of Vucinic in those Lecce colors, yeah. and beat Milan <laughs> yeah. in, uh, back in two thousand and six. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my! But yeah, Shevchenko's a great shout. Um, what do we? Well over a hundred appearances, I think, on three separate three. He was there three separate times, I think. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: He came back and tried to help us out at situations where we tried to get him on loan, and he probably he probably paid he probably one of those players he paid for free. He, okay. I think, I think he still I think he still resides in Lecce as well. Obviously being Uruguayan, mm-hmm. he went home and had a nice easy life in Uruguay. But I think he still lives in the city and uh, makes makes sort of appearances and, and, and things. So, yeah, once once you're like like we've proven, once you're in leche, you're in for life. It's
0: like the mafia. So <laughs> yep. Yep. well good for good for you good for him and good for good for you guys. And uh definitely appreciate you uh taking some time to uh, uh sit down and talk with us about a club that you know we certainly do the best we can to try to you know make sense of and and give attention to. Uh we've got 20 teams we've tried to uh you know we have to try to knock out week in week out and Um, being Milan supporters by habit, we're veering more (laughs) towards covering them, but, uh, but it was, uh, it was a real treat to learn a little bit more about the club, learn a bit, get kind of, uh, in your mind a little bit, as far as being a supporter, uh, being a Leche supporter, seeing, you know, what, you know, the, the, the highs and the lows that, that go with that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't thank you guys enough for the time today.
1: No, thank you so much. It's been yeah, a pleasure coming good. on. So uh, thank you for for your hospitality, and uh, we're keen listeners. So we'll uh, we'll continue listening to you guys at all, all times. We
0: appreciate it, and uh, we're going to give you this moment now. The floor is yours. Plug anything that you want for our listeners.
1: Okay, so uh, so yeah, all this uh, has come about just through our Instagram page, which is uh, official UK Leche, um where we post as often as we can, as as original and Sometimes controversial stuff. We, we've got a few fan bases along the way because um, we, the English mentality of disrespecting other clubs, I didn't realise didn't translate into Italian as well. So maybe we <laughs> we teams and their misfortune, we've been told under no, under no illusions to get back in line kind of thing. So, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: we try and turn it down. But, yeah, we're, we're uh, at official UK Lecce and uh, give us a follow. We, we, we try and be as active as possible.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, uh, thanks for coming on.
1: Uh, Thank you you so much.
0: uh, We'll have this uh, broadcast on the YouTube channel and then also we will have this as uh, I believe as part of this week's podcast or we may make the decision that we just have this as a separate for for folks to tune into. So I leave those decisions up to Richard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we'll figure something out. But uh, yeah, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's been a blast. Like we said, we've been talking all season long trying to get this done and we did. Yeah. Uh, so we're happy about that. So, yeah, we'll stay in touch for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully you guys stay in Syria, but, you know, if not, we'll stay in touch regardless. So, sure. yeah. Thank yeah.
3: you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.
0: Ciao. That was Will and Dom from uh, the uh, UK Leche Club. Um, very gracious of them to uh, take the time to talk to us and uh, take a deep dive on what's going on uh, at US Leche. So, uh, we thank you for taking the time to uh, tune into this and uh, follow us always on Twitter or Instagram at City Sit Down. Uh, check this out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Gosh, anywhere there's a podcast. You name it, we're there. <laughs> yep, You name it, we're there. So, uh, for Richard, I'm Frank. Thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Serie Sit Down as we take a deep dive into US Leche. And as always, tell your paisans about us. Ciao. Make
1: it